Hello everybody, it's James Marshall for my second ever podcast video. This is exciting, definitely very exciting. Again, I do sports podcasts only, and I talk about all the news and sports that day and that week, basically. And I'm just going to start right out. I usually only do 10 minute or so videos, so you can listen to the whole thing without getting bored. Okay, let's start right now. So, first topic, Jose Urania on the Marlins hits Ronald Acuna Jr. on the Braves. Ronald Acuna's the hottest rookie right now. He's hit home runs in six, seven, eight straight games. Hit a, uh, He's hit a leadoff home run in three straight games. And so what does Urania decide to do? He plunks him in the elbow on purpose on the first pitch of the game. This pretty much infuriated the entire Braves bench, plus many members of the media. Um, I think it's very bad integrity by the Marlins, and it's not a solution to hit somebody if they're hot, because that guy is just... Acuna Jr. is just out there doing his job, and uh, he gets plunked for doing his job, and that doesn't make any sense. It's not like he said anything bad to any member of the Marlins, and I think this is bad for baseball and bad for uh, the Marlins. Second big news, Daryl Morey, the Houston Rockets GM, said LeBron James was better than Michael Jordan, and he is better than Michael Jordan, only at age 33 right now. But I say no. no. I'm a North Carolina Tar Heels fan, so obviously I'm biased, but uh, this is pretty much the biggest basketball discussion anyone has. It's almost a 50-50 coin flip. I'd take anyone, any one of them on my team any day of the week, any day of the year. But I think... Michael Jordan is just a tiny bit better than LeBron James. Here are my reasons. Jordan played in a rougher era of time. Right now, LeBron James can just go to the bucket, get two points very easily, just walk through, because, and many, many points are being scored right now, way more than there used to be. And the defense is not being played as much because it's an 82-game season, and People are saving up for the playoffs, especially LeBron James. Which brings me to my second argument, which is Michael Jordan. Uh, every game gave it 100% all on defense, all 82 games of the season. LeBron James usually takes one of the weaker offenders uh, to defend because he wants to increase his longevity in the NBA and not be so harsh on his body as it NBA can be, while Jordan took their number one guy almost every time, earning his way into nine-time all-pro first-team defensive player. Third point, Michael Jordan, obviously better in the clutch, six for six in the finals. Every time you wanted him to make a shot, he'd make a shot. LeBron James, not totally like that. You saw how he played against the Dallas Mavericks in the... NBA Finals one year, and a lot of times if the ball's in his hand, he'll 
either pass it up as he did this year in the NBA Finals to Tristan Thompson or he'll miss the shot, but then he'll make it obviously sometimes. But Jordan always took the ball, dribbled it, crossed over, did whatever he needed to do, and always made the shot every single time, no matter the moment, which makes him one of the best or the best of all time. Next reason, and my last reason, he is, like, who would you have for one game if you had to choose for either LeBron or Jordan? Who would you have one game, Game 7 in the NBA Finals, go and win you a game? Who would you have? Of course, Michael Jordan you'd have. He could drop 50 any night. Whatever he wanted you to do, he could do it. He's pretty much the god of basketball, and he sets the standard for even LeBron James. Even LeBron James wore his number in honor of Michael Jordan, and uh, I think that's why Michael Jordan is the best of all time. Third topic of the day, Jalen Ramsey was basically sounding off on all quarterbacks in the NFL. He did compliment Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Deshaun Watson, but that's pretty much all. The rest of the quarterbacks pretty much just scrutinized. Said Matt Ryan was overrated. Joe Flacco sucks. Big Ben was decent at best. Andrew Luck was not very good. Uh, Eli Manning couldn't do it without Odell. And many, many more. I think this is pretty crazy from him, but, you know, intimidation. Jalen Ramsey can uh, really talk, but he can also really back it up, so I'm not so opposed to this. Okay, now for our only established segment in my podcast so far, which is local news. One, Orlando Scandrick was released by the Redskins. It seems that Quentin Dunbar will be the new cornerback in place of him. Nationals play at 7.15 tonight against the Cardinals. Question is, can the Nats make the run that they need to right now? to catch up to the hot Braves and the Phillies. Uh, I think they can. They have so many weapons. Rendon, Harper, Murphy. I mean, Weeders, hot rookie Soto. We have the best pitcher in the league, Scherzer. So I think if any team can make the run, it's the Nationals. Um, Vernon Davis bet uh, Zach Brown $10,000 yesterday. said, Zach Brown, $10,000 if you can say the ABCs backwards. Zach Brown didn't, obviously. It's really hard to say the ABCs backwards, but it's pretty funny how Vernon Davis said, just like threw $10,000 out like that. Just shows you how much these players are getting paid. And speaking of that, Jets Redskins at 8 o'clock tonight, preseason game. This is going to be really, really fun. You can see all the players on display for both teams, which brings me to my fifth segment, which is, will Sam Darnold end up being the Jets' starting quarterback? Pretty much every uh, expert in the NFL thought that Sam Darnold was the number one quarterback this year. I mean, besides Mel Kuyper, but who knows. But... All, almost all the experts thought Sam Darnold would be the best quarterback in this year's draft. He ended up being the, the drafted the second quarterback in, uh, behind Baker Mayfield. I think he's the best quarterback still, and I think 
he can start week one, which is the question. Can he, by the end of the preseason, be the starter week one? I think he can. Uh, yeah, so that's all. Um, number six is Brant Snedeker. Haven't heard his name in a while, but he used to be very good in the Masters and other tournaments, but he's dropped off a little bit. But he's back in the great city of Greensboro, North Carolina, the Wyndham Championship, the last championship before the PGA uh, FedEx Cup. Snedeker shot a 59 on a 70 par, so that's 11 under. He's only one of 11 players in history of PGA to shoot 59 or better. The closest the closest to him was Jim Furyk last year in the Travelers Championship shooting a 59 on .7 fantasy marathon was yesterday uh for 29 hours basically you heard Matthew Barry and Adam Schefter and Field Gates talking about fantasy I learned a lot you guys uh you can see the fantasy show on ESPN Plus, or you can see Fantasy Focus Podcast on Apple Podcasts. So instead of listening to me, you can go and actually listen to experts talk. Um, one of the big fantasy news is Rashad Penny broke his hand, and Saquon Barkley uh, did something with his hamstring. Rashad Penny might, Seahawks runner, might uh, drop more in rounds now that he's hurt, and, but Saquon, I think, is just going to stay the same. Even though he has a hamstring injury, he could be a generational runner that could be and has a very good chance to be number one in fantasy this year. And my last point is uh, go watch on YouTube. I'll put the link in the description. Zion Williamson, even though I don't like him because he's at Duke, but Zion Williamson dunked from the free throw line, and I thought that was pretty cool. And Yeah, that's all for today. I'm signing off. This is James Marshall. See ya next time.